Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we can't get enough of talking <laughs> about Dr. Albert Back <laughs> Lifetime Movies. <laughs> and what's in a name? I'm Bridget. I'm Anne. <laughs> and this week we watched <laughs> Stuck by My Doctor, A Sleepwalker's Nightmare. Here we fucking go again. <laughs> I honestly don't ever mind watching these movies. They're no. so bananas crazy that I just am in it to win it. Yeah. And I just you sit like- down and you are ready to be taken on a journey with Eric Roberts. I just feel like you spend a lot of time just really wanting to get into his head. In an everyday life situation, like, what the fuck are you thinking, man? (laughs) And now are you talking about Albert Beck or Eric Roberts? Oh, Eric Roberts. (laughs) That wasn't the answer I was expecting. Eric Roberts, a thousand percent. Because, like, for him to sign on to do 8,000 of these movies and they just progressively get more and more crazy. Although I do feel like his performance in the last one was the most outrageous. Yeah, look, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. (laughs) I mean, he's making a good payday from these, you know, like he probably has a sweet house and like tons of money. Well, I mean, tons compared to to me. (laughs) To us, yeah, not compared to his sister. But so I like went down a little bit of an Eric Roberts wormhole last night. Because I guess I was thinking the exact same thing. And I was like, I need to know more about this man. And I found this Vanity Fair article from just a couple years ago, 2018. And it is titled, How Eric Roberts Went Big, Crashed Hard, and Became the Hardest Working Man in Hollywood. Oh. So they talk about the Stuck by My Doctor movies and how he works so much. Um and so as of this writing he's credited with 487 film and tv appearances that is so many that's That's so many that's from 2018 i went and looked today 642 jesus christ so i really liked this um and there was a pandemic there was was a a pandemic. pandemic he never stops listen to this paragraph So you need a lot of bandwidth to prowl through Eric's filmography on IMDb. In truth, Roberts is in front of a camera nearly every day of his life. Like one of Hamlet's players, he's an itinerant actor wandering the the countryside looking for any stage. He's been in mainstream television shows such as Grey's Anatomy and CSI. But in the last three decades, most of his TV shows and movies have had titles such as Sorority Slaughterhouse, Hansel and Gretel, Warriors of Witchcraft, Cowboys versus dinosaurs, <laughs> Sicilian vampire, and Snow White, a deadly summer. Sicilian vampire. <laughs> they also say he's been known to be on three different movie sets in a day. Wow. A day, Anne. I mean, one day. I- Let me just read this sentence because this really made me laugh. Some days are so ridiculous as to be almost sublime as when he acted simultaneously in Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight and in Witless Protection with Larry the Cable Guy. (laughs) 
so ridiculous as to be sublime. <laughs> it's like, I know he had some substance abuse problems. I wonder if maybe he's replaced something with something Work. else. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Take yeah. a vacay. Like your buddy, like your weird alter ego <laughs> self you argue, argue with in these movies. I just started referring to him as TB in this in my notes in this one for <laughs> Tropical Back. <laughs> Although he's credited on IMDb as Laid Back Back. Oh, Laid, laid <laughs> Back Back. Ah, well, Bridget, let's um, let's dive into this. Let's get into it. Okay. Take us away. <laughs> so we open on a woman sleeping in her bed. Um, her boobies are really out. Like she's she's got some cleavage in her sleep, which great job, lady. Yeah. Um, she starts sleepwalking. She goes outside. Um, and she is wearing like lingerie all by herself. So again, good for her. Um, she walks <laughs> into a backyard. It appears to be the middle of the night. <laughs> But is also a wedding ceremony. Yes. This is what I don't understand. The couple's doing their first dance together. It's not like the party's ending. Did you go to bed (laughs) at like six o'clock? Because you're in REM sleep right now, which usually is like an hour and a half to get to, right? (laughs) So like, let's say even if this party started at like, this is happening at nine, which to me seems kind of late for a first dance, but whatever. Yes. Um, so you went to bed at seven 30. You're like 39 years old. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know I go to bed early sometimes, but I can stay up for jeopardy. My God. Like, no, I did have a day this week where I was just so tired that I got in bed at seven 30. But I didn't fall asleep right away. And I certainly wasn't in REM state by (laughs) 8.45. So yeah, this makes no sense. She walks into a wedding ceremony in a backyard. And people are just like looking at her like, who's that? What's she doing? What? (laughs) She walks right up to the couple who's having their first dance, grabs the groom and kisses him. Mm -hmm. The bride pushes her away. She's like, you bitch. And then it just like erupts into chaos and you just see the bride from like up, like what's that called? Bird's eye view. Bird's eye view. And she's just going, oh my God, this is ruining everything. No shit. (laughs) No shit. Um, So we cut to her watching a video of it on YouTube the next day. Um, She's this is the only outfit she wears in this movie where I was like, what's happening? Because <laughs> um, she has like a nice blazer on, but it's over this shirt that would have been really Wait, is it popular. the striped shirt? Yeah, did you love oh it? Oh my God, it was the one thing I loved. From- <laughs> I was going to make a note and be like, I fucking love that uh, it wasn't for me. <laughs> it's very seventies. Very, it's very seventies. It's just like a blouse, like a button up blouse, but the colors and it's striped and it is very seventies. <laughs> it was giving me seventies circus vibes for sure. Yeah, I liked it. That's why I liked it. <laughs> I'm look, 
That's why we don't fight over stuff, man. <laughs> um, she gets a call from her boss while she's watching this video. And he's like, hey, so <laughs> your clients were watching the news and we're going to need you to take a leave of absence. Yeah, get, get your shit together, Michelle. <laughs> he says, get this thing under control. Yeah. So then we cut to a dirty little diner called the Quick Mart. And we see an older man from the back wearing a hat on backwards and he's wiping a counter. And some women are like in a booth like, where's our waiter? Excuse me, sir. Guy turns around and it's Dr. Beck. He's wearing a filthy apron. A name tag that says Carl. Carl, that's right. (laughs) So, you know, as this does tend to happen to Dr. Beck a lot, these women are so horny from him from the jump and they want to know more about his sausage special. Mm -hmm. And he looks back at the special board and it says special hot sausage (laughs) $6.99. And so then, like, you know, just as in the last movie, they're taking off their clothes and, like, groping him, and he pours hot coffee on the man in the booth behind them. And so, of course, none of that was real except for the coffee porn. Yeah. The special isn't even hot sausage, you guys, which is such a common special for a diner to have. It's actually hot cakes, and they're $5.99. <laughs> So get that 69 and sausage out of your brains, you little freaks. The guy he spills coffee on is the most elitist prick I've Angry. ever seen in a He's movie. like Richard Dreyfussy. Like, that's how he kind of reminds, like, how dare you spill coffee on me? You are fit to wipe my table, you piece of shit. <laughs> so- he literally says, what kind of idiot is bussing tables at your age anyway that is the shittiest grossest thing yeah in the world yeah he's and we mean. learn later he's a psychiatrist <laughs> you know what i know a wow. lot of i know a lot of people who are therapists like psychiatrists psychologists a lot of problems. them uh, <laughs> really don't have any business doing that you don't um well let me tell you i think an overarching uh theme of this movie once again thanks to lifetime is um you know forget about therapy guys it doesn't do anything oh my god i know (laughs) they literally say it at the (laughs) very end like it it is so crazy their stance on therapy and like medicine it is any any help for mental health is truly despised are the people who run lifetime scientologists now that i'm thinking about it i mean i wouldn't be surprised yeah it's kind of all starting to make sense oh my god we should do a deep dive although i'm kind of worried to i know anything involved with scientology i don't need any weirdos lurking around outside my house i don't need anyone screaming suppressive person and pointing at me in the street no thank you Mm-mm. okay so he this guy just like screams it carl for yeah. so long like five minutes <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> you're an incompetent fool and a loser um so 
Dr. Beck walks outside, sees a Range Rover parked out back where no other cars have parked. There's a School of Medicine license plate cover, and he's like, "Mm, mm, mm, I have a light bulb. Because as you remember, I am a heart surgeon. (laughs) Yep, I'm a doctor. Well, we really clear that up in the next scene when the shitty guy from the diner is driving his Range Rover and all of a sudden Dr. Beck comes out of the back seat and holds a syringe to his neck. And the guy's (laughs) like, (laughs) well, first Dr. Beck is like, are you married? How did you get this job? Was the interview in person or on the phone? Let me see your social media. see your Facebook page? (laughs) (laughs) And the guy's like, I'm not married. I did a phone interview and I don't do social media. And then he says, maybe I can help you. I'm a very gifted doctor. (laughs) And Dr. Beck's like, oh, what do you know? Me too. Guess what, pal? (laughs) The name's Beck, Dr. Albert Beck. Give a way to me. Try to say it like James Bond or something. (laughs) Like, sir, please check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, he's already wrecked himself. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So... Uh, We cut to Albuquerque, New Mexico. (laughs) Dr. Beck gets out of the Range Rover with his bow legs and baggy pants. The way (laughs) he walked in this scene, I was so confused. Is that just how he walks? Like with a weird instep? Like that's yeah, he's super bow legged. It's just so weird that they would like focus on that because they focus on it and you're like, what the fuck? Well, so I don't know if you remember the first movie. There's like a slow-mo scene with like cool guy music playing where he walks down the hospital hall and it's the same thing where you just like pigeon toe, pigeon toe, pigeon toe. So (laughs) weird. This is what I think of when I think of cool guys. And like, I know he stole the suit, right? Off Dr. Tanner, right? I don't. Oh, I didn't get that. I don't know. Maybe not. He just always has ill-fitting suits. But like, again, just horribly ill fit those pants are like take them up like five inches yeah they no need to joke. be hemmed the sleeves too like go to, he looks like a little kid oh my god <laughs> go to his knuckles i don't know it's so funny because i i am not like fashionable i don't care about like everybody can just wear whatever the fuck yeah. they want but when i see a man in an ill-fitting suit i am just like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> What is wrong with you? You're going to have a nice suit. Make sure it fits right. Otherwise, you look like a dingbat. Yeah, this movie is the only one where it would make sense for him to have ill-fitting suits. But even when he's the top cardiologist in the state of California, he's got ill-fitting suits. So just it's a mess. It's just yeah, it's a mess. And it makes me it makes me angry. Maybe because I just worked. I used to work in a tuxedo shop. So I'm, I'm sure that's where it stemmed from. But like, I'm sure. God damn. It's not that hard to get it fucking tailored. Get it done. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks into the um, the place where his new job is because we don't know what it is yet. The receptionist is like, oh, you're Dr. Mason Tanner. Uh, kind of your ID and Dr. Beck gives it to him the I don't know he, I guess he was a nurse he like turns around to make a phone call and we see him saying Beck yeah Albert Beck into the yeah. phone and Dr. Beck's like ooh, yikes ooh, and starts walking away 
Security guy, guard uh, I got something in my car. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me go uh, check out my office. Over there. <laughs> um, the security guard follows him. People are seeing him and going like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's Albert Beck. It's Albert Beck. <laughs> this is what I don't get about these movies. It's like, I know that there are a lot of hallu- but like what was that a that was obviously a hallucination. What? A, a hallucination. hallucination. Oh my god. <laughs> hallucination. Right? The whole thing. Right? Yeah, but at what point but, did it start? Okay, exactly. so the security guard's like turn around and like pulls a gun on him, and Dr. Beck throws his bag at him and runs away, runs into a room, and surprise, it's a happy first day party. What a coincidence. They ran into the room where it's <laughs> a welcome, Dr. Tanner. And so the nurse that was at the receptionist desk comes in and he's like, oh, here's your bag. You dropped this. And also here's your ID. So he did take his ID and then go make a phone call. But who did he call? Because the lady that's running the party is like, you're supposed to tell me when he got here. I, okay. Here's what I thought when he handed him the idea. ID. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I assumed he had somehow like doctored it somehow to yeah, make no, it because his picture was on it. But you're so right. It- He's he said, I, I don't I don't know. He said back into the phone, but the ID would that say part. Back. No, that part, I think, was the beginning of the hallucination. Yeah. But who did that guy call? Because it wasn't calling Dr. Newman to say, hey, Dr. Tanner's here. Right. I don't know. Who did he call? Like the government? I just need to run this ID by you. Just gotta let you guys know he's here. Thanks. So confusing. I know. This Dr. Newman lady, she's like, we're so excited you're here. I'm such a big fan. I've been following your career for years. I have no idea what you look like. Never seen your face. That makes no sense. I know he doesn't have social media, but you know, like nobody knows what he looks like. He has when he no goes to a professional pictures, a, like, like yeah, nothing, any sense at nope. all. No. <laughs> so it, she's like walking him to his office while he's holding this piece of cake with the orangest frosting I've ever seen in my, my life. My God. And she's like, okay, so you do have a patient waiting for you. And he's like, already? And Welcome fair to the enough, job. <laughs> that's crazy. He's been there for like 20 minutes. Yeah, he hasn't even met his co-workers yet. He asks what this patient's affliction is. <laughs> and it's sexomnia. Mm. And he goes, sexomnia? Wow. <laughs> uh, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, I got a bonus. Yo, yo, yoing. Um, he walks into his office to meet the patient and there's the woman from the beginning of the movie, Michelle. And he says, welcome to the New Mexico sleep study clinic. Guess what? It's my first day here too. Let's take a walk and explore the area. Yeah. That's not what I'm here for. So he takes her to this like pseudo bedroom that's in the sleep clinic and she's holding a half eaten piece of cake. I have questions about that. <laughs> like, did he go get her a piece of cake? And then she I thought it was his cake. cake. 
but he gave it to the other lady who like they make a point of showing her looking at it like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this (laughs) because he like handed it to her (laughs) you're right (laughs) just cake everywhere (laughs) so she sits down on the bed and he gets out oh first (laughs) she walks in the room she goes so is this where the sleep study happens no michelle this bedroom is not where the sleep study happens. It's funny too, because I mean, I've never done a sleep study or anything. Like I've, I, I would, are the bedrooms that cozy? Like, do they make them like homey? I thought they would be just more like medical and sterile kind of environment. Yeah. I have, I have no idea, but it does make sense that they would want to make it cozy so that you can actually fall asleep. Yeah. And- so it feels like a, like a house and not like right. a hospital. Um. So they sit down and he pulls out his laptop and acts like he's like, you know, filling out the intake form or whatever, but he's on the Wikipedia page for sex zombie. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a real thing. Um, I thought it sounded made up, but it's not, it's, it's real. It's people who get uh, real hot to trot while they're sleepwalking. Uh, sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, so he gets some more information from her and we find out i mean things are about to get crazy you guys so just this like, is strap in this is the first point where i was like oh we're we're in for a we're in for a ride when we got we got a little backstory here so she says the sleepwalking happened after her first miscarriage oh and her husband died and oh she killed him she says it's a long story, but gets it all out in one sentence. And I'm just going to read my notes because this is the point where something life changing happened to you guys. She <laughs> says, my husband murdered a man that was taking advantage of me while I was sleepwalking. And then he framed me and we got in a fight and I killed him in self-defense. And I wrote, wow. And that's not what this movie is about. <laughs> and I paused the movie And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, how could they just put that in there? And I went to IMDb and I looked at this woman's IMDb page and saw that she is in a Lifetime movie called Sleeping in Suburbia. And that is the exact plot of the movie. (sighs) Oh, so that's the connection yes so this is a literal lifetime crossover movie event ann and i are recording gonna, these and watching these out of order yeah okay so gonna we're, gonna, but we're gonna watch yeah that what is it secrets in suburbia sleepwalking in oh, suburbia sleepwalking in suburbia okay so that's gonna be our next one Yes. And hopefully Andrew can find it because it's not streaming anywhere. Oh, it's said. already up there, baby. Oh, yes. Fantastic. He does good work. He does. Good okay, work. good, good. I'm. Oh, that's that is incredible. I literally screamed and Andrew was still like sleeping. <laughs> well, like had just been waking up in the bedroom and I paused the movie and I ran in there and like told him this whole thing. <laughs> he was like. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> like I'll was... download whatever you want. As yeah. long as you, stop <laughs> <laughs> you stop screaming in my face about this. This is too much. It's too much. Oh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm oh pumped. boy. I mean, this is like really. But my I whole guess. Day around. So here's my question: If a guy's raping you, which he what the guy was, mm-hmm. 
why would anybody need to be framed for anything? Like he's raping somebody and then he's like attacking you. You had to like, why is there any kind of frame up? I, um, I'm sure we'll figure it out. We'll figure out movie, that but... her husband's a piece of shit. Who's blaming her for this is what I'm assuming. I just am so interested now. To... Oh, this I is... cannot wait. Um, <laughs> so she's like, so anyway, like I was exonerated, but it did ruin my rep. So I moved here to start over. And he's yeah. like, oh, we're starting over together. He says, we'll have to delve into your trauma. But first, let's get the sleepwalking under control. Isn't that part of it? Yes. <laughs> like, you can't. Yes. You can't just be like, here's a anti-sleepwalking pill. And... <laughs> Once this is like in your system, it's an we'll anti anti sleepwalking sex pill. <laughs> so later, after she leaves, he's looking her up. And did you notice what the fake search engine was called? It's my favorite one ever. No, giggle. <laughs> Anne hates it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, try a little harder. No, they never do. I love Why it. Why wouldn't you have it be gaggle? A gaggle <laughs> of information. A uh, goggle. And it's just like the logo is goggles. Because you're looking. Because you're looking. Yeah. <laughs> we already did more work. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime. How much you pay in babes? <laughs> right. <laughs> so Fire here us. are... Our old friend, Tropical Bert TB, is He's here. There. His shirt is dirty. It's ripped in multiple yeah. places. But he's having a rough a go. Having a rough go. But he's still, you know what? He's still feeling pretty good. But I feel like he's kind of wanting to dive back in to old, old Albert a little bit. He's a little <laughs> more on the same page as like last time he was like, man, you're you're not making good choices. You are not yeah, doing he, good things. He does still do some of that, but it's not as clear cut as it was right. in the last one. Because what he tells um, Dr. Beck this time is you should be seeing a shrink, not pretending to be one. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the sanest thought anyone's ever had. So he's talking to himself essentially, and Dr. Newman walks by the door, hears him, and just lets herself into the office and he's like oh yep i was just talking to myself uh all part of the process i'm a genius so you know how it goes you do weird stuff she leaves (laughs) and tropical bert goes she's annoying (laughs) i mean she just didn't do anything (laughs) no i guess also though like why would you assume they're talking to them i would assume you're on the phone if I'm just hearing a one-sided conversation like that, I'm assuming you're on the phone arguing with somebody, but, not like, what? I need to go look and see what's going on. Yeah, that's interesting because I was thinking, <laughs> oh no, I was thinking she could hear both. <laughs> but is he talking, is he talking out loud as both of them is my other question. But it doesn't seem I mean, like I it because later no, we I see don't, him yeah. arguing and it's just, we hear yeah yeah hmm (laughs) well that doesn't make any sense (laughs) my brain was just like oh she can hear both of them (laughs) which (laughs) 
travel Gilbert's real, right? <laughs> he's a real person. Yeah, he's there. He's like oh, Tyler Durden, right? <laughs> 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 the Lifetime Fight Club movie. <gasps> oh my god. Get meatloaf in a You know what? Movie, Honestly, right? I would rather watch any of the stock by my dad for movies than Fight Club. To be I'm... a thousand percent real real with you. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to argue with you on that. Yeah. These are fun. I do prefer the ones that have musical numbers. I will. I was that. disappointed that was not something that God, I was through. just really the whole time I was like, please, please. But you know what? Just maybe wasn't the right time and place. And that's fine. Maybe we'll get it again. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope we do. <laughs> I did find that. Um, so there is one more movie that came out this year or last year. And his wife is in it. <gasps> and I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm very excited. Yes. So that night, Michelle's doing a sleep study at the um, sleep clinic, obviously. And the nurse is hooking stuff up to her head. And she asks what they do. And Dr. Beck's like, uh, Tyler, this one's all you. And he makes the nurse explain what they do. I don't know, record her brainwaves or whatever. So she's asleep. Dr. Beck and Tyler are in the observation room. And he says, hey, Tyler, there's no reason for both of us to be here. Why don't you go home? Um, again, with the ethical, normal practices of being a doctor. Because this is your second day here. And this lady fucks in her sleep. And we should probably just make sure that there's two people here. There would always have to be two people there because someone is in a vulnerable state asleep and you would never leave one person no. without in other charge. eyes watching on their them. second yeah. day on their second on their day. second day. Although, you know, I was surprised because the last time I got my uh, my like pap and everything, there wasn't a nurse in there. It was just the doctor, but she was a female. So I don't know, maybe. I don't know. There's always one with me. But it's, yeah, it was the first time that there's never been another person in there. Hmm. Wait, did I get my pap or was it just? No, I did. I got a pap. It was when I got my IUD removed too. That just seems weird to me. Yeah, there wasn't a nurse in there. And I I, like, I, well, I won't because it was, it was fine. But I was just like, oh, there's usually a fucking nurse in here. Yeah, I like when there's two people looking at my vagina. I need two of you to check this bad baby out. (laughs) Bad baby. (laughs) So once the nurse goes home, Dr. Beck is so excited for this lady to get horny. It's disgusting. Her purse inexplicably is on the table in front of Dr. Beck and not like locked up in a locker or in the room she's sleeping in. Yeah. Just with him. But her cell phone rings and he gets her phone out to see who it is. And it's a pretty blonde girl. But then, uh, TB says, Hey, Romeo, look up. And there's Michelle standing right in front of the two way mirror. She starts to undress and Dr. Newman wants to observe. She like knocks on the door and is like, hey, can I come watch? Can I come in? <laughs> he tells her no. Um, and she tries to like 
I don't know. She tries again, and he's like, "Well, no, bye." And like, I'm in the just... middle of a really important treatment. Nope, <laughs> can't interrupt. By the time he gets rid of her, Michelle's back to sleep, so he's really disappointed. The next morning, he shows her the footage of herself, and she is disgusted, mortified, mortified, mortified. Jinx. He says. So what did we learn? And she says, I don't know that I'm some sort of goddamn sex freak. (laughs) Like, what do you want from me, man? What do you want? He tells her it's obvious to him that this is her subconscious trying to get her pregnant again, which I think is kind of a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I've got hot takes, okay? No shit. So she gets a phone call again and it's her niece. She's really upset. And um, we find out that she normally lives in LA, but she's outside of her aunt's house. And oh, she has sleep issues too, BT dub. No big deal. I'll just mention that in passing. <laughs> I, I just like, I'm sure it is, but like, is sexy sleepwalking thing? Is that like a hereditary thing that's brought on by trauma? Like <laughs> in your family line? Look, your trauma can change your DNA, so maybe, but but we learn a little bit more about Katie's sleepwalking and it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same. Um, so it's when she gets different. home, her niece is outside crying and we see that Dr. Beck followed Michelle home. So while she's inside talking to her niece, Dr. Beck goes around the back and just like stands outside Something the window. Creeping listening. around their house. <laughs> no. So we find out that Katie's sleepwalking started after her parents died. Did I pause the movie at this point to see if this girl was in a movie, a Lifetime movie where her parents died? Yes, I did. <laughs> She's not. Damn it. You know. Damn it. <laughs> Crushed by a boulder. My <laughs> Stalked by my boulder. Um <laughs> So she's like, my condition's a little different from yours. I'm highly suggestible when I'm sleepwalking. So I'll fuck anybody if they ask me to, but I'll I don't do anything. Just, I don't just wake up and and like fuck somebody. I need to wake up and have somebody like tell me to do it and then I'll do it. <laughs> so I did look this up and being I- highly suggestible is just like what happens to all people who are sleepwalking. Yes. And who wrote this? Men or women? Oh, there's, I would die if the answer is woman. I would literally (laughs) die. Okay, Jeff Hare. Okay. Jeff Hare. Jafar. 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 (laughs) Jafar wrote it. This is all making sense. (laughs) Let's see. He, okay, yeah, I thought he had written more of these, but he didn't. Just this one. But he does a lot of Lifetime movies. My God. This is clearly a man writing this. Like, <laughs> do you know how many female friends I've ever had that? Well, first off, sleepwalk. I don't think any. I think that's a, more of a male thing. Second, how many females I've ever interacted or heard with heard about that? Like, have I'm not doubting that it happens. I'm just it seems saying. like sleepwalking in general is pretty rare. Um, but the way it happens in these, yeah, it seems a little, 
think my mom used to sleepwalk when she was young. Like my grandma would tell me one time my mom like took a ball of yarn and like slept walked and tied it around like all these different places in the house. So when everybody woke up, it was just like yarn. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> if I woke up and someone had done that in my home, I would be so scared. I mean, it was probably just a single line, but still that might even be more scary if it's just like, yes. <laughs> like what are the, the ghosts are here? What are they trying to tell? Oh us? no. Where are they sending me? <laughs> <laughs> So the reason that Katie's so upset and has driven all the way to Albuquerque from LA, which sounds like a really long drive, um, is because her boyfriend kicked her out because <laughs> his roommate found out about her sleepwalking disorder and would wait up for her to start sleepwalking and then tell her to have sex with him. Which is right. I mean, this Which is, rape. is rape. This is rape. And they never say that word and they never act like it's a bigger, uh, deal, bigger than... deal. I'm, I got <laughs> so mad about it. It's rape. That's right, like, baby. Repeated, like serial. What are you doing? So her boyfriend kicks her out and Michelle is very oh. rightly like, I'm sorry he kicked you out. Yeah, even what though he knows you have this friend? sleep disorder. Yes. So she's like, well, he doesn't feel like he could trust me again. Okay, bye. Yeah. Bye fun. forever, Leo. So Katie's going to stay with Michelle for the indefinite future. I guess yeah. she just, I thought maybe she was in college, but I guess not. She can <laughs> just pick up and go. Yeah. <laughs> So obviously Dr. Beck has heard the whole thing because he's a freaking creep back and he, creeping around outside. Yeah. He goes back to his car and calls Michelle and says, Hey, I think I should prescribe a sedative for you. Um, and she's like, yeah, okay. If that's what you really want or something, <laughs> he's like, also, I need to do another sleep study tomorrow. And she doesn't really want to because her niece is upset. And he's like, it's absolutely necessary. So that night he breaks into the house with his lock picking kit that he's picked up at some point in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. He goes into Katie's room and turns on the lights. And starts arguing with vacay back. Yes. Like, what are you? You're just going to wake her up. You're going to wake everybody. up. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He tells, um, he tells Tropical Beck to be quiet because <laughs> this really made me laugh. Sure. He's like, what is she, a, a Girl Scout? What's wrong with the almost age-appropriate one upstairs? And he's like, eh, nothing really. I <laughs> just like this one. <laughs> and yeah, and uh, he tells him to like keep his mouth shut or be quiet or something. And then we hear Katie go, okie dokie. <laughs> um, and he immediately is like, tell me you love me barf yeah and she does because she's asleep and suggestible Mm -hmm. he tells her that he has to go away but he'll be back soon and then he notices um that there's been a guy watching them from outside but Mm -hmm. we just see him get in the car and drive off now at this point i thought it was leo same 
guys, it's not sweet. <laughs> Dr. Beck gets to work the next day and he's got a new patient there and his name is Nikki Bisma. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. And it made me laugh even harder later. So you guys I. will never believe what's coming. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry, I have to fix my headphones. Okay. Um, Dr. Beck's like, I don't see you on my schedule. And he's like, oh, you know how paperwork is. It gets lost it on you. It's lost in the shuffle on it the gets buried. You know how it goes. Uh, got a fucking cigar. A fucking cigar. And one of his hands is gloved. Am I correct? Oh my God, I don't know. I didn't notice. <laughs> I swear to God, I saw a glove on one hand. I will die. Oh my God. I, oh boy, I have to find out now. That's really blown. So by. you're like, this guy is like, oh, I'm having problems. You know, I have these thoughts and dreams about, you know, college-age girls you uh you know what i'm talking about <laughs> you, uh, you have those urges too doc don't you just like last night uh in the dream i was having because <laughs> <laughs> dr beck is like he starts like is this guy a hit guy like what's going on right is he a private investigator like what's going on um he says he keeps approaching younger women and they keep rejecting him and it's making him crazy. You know what I mean, Doc? Um, Dr. Beck is like super weirded out, but mostly about how like he's really relating to what everything this guy is saying. Mm-hmm. And you're getting real weird vibes off this Nikki guy. So I don't know. He just leaves or something. And then later yeah. it's another sleep study for Michelle. And, oh, Dr. Beck's not staying here for this one. Tyler's doing all the work so that he can follow Katie. Mm -hmm. He waits outside the house until he sees her leave. And then, I mean, before she's even left the driveway, puts his lights on, like pulls out behind her. It's like the least discreet. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't, uh, try to be Heidi Heidi about it or anything. Heidi Heidi. So she drives somewhere downtown. She's going to get food. And he purposely runs into her and like literally runs into her. Literally. (laughs) He spills a drink and she apologizes. And he says, it's okay. It's diet. It's diet. What? What does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I thought about that for way too long trying to unpack it. I don't know what it what it meant. Yeah, maybe just to show that, like, hey, I'm a older man who's into how I eat and look, <laughs> so it's a diet. I don't know. Diet. I'm, into, I'm into how I eat. <laughs> yeah, it's got t- lots of stuff. I'm into aspartame. <laughs> <laughs> Healthy people love aspartame. Yeah. Um. So she offers to buy him another drink, and he says. I never let a lady pay for a thing. But if you want to apologize, then you have to eat dinner with me. <laughs> and you know what like, I would mm, say okay. immediately? No. Yeah. Nope. Thanks. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck. I'm not. I don't owe you fucking anything. You're a creep. Oh, but that's not what she does. No. Nope. Why? She sits down to eat with him. He's like cleaning up his shirt and throws his work badge on the table. 
so that she sees it. And she's like, oh, you work at the sleep study clinic? My aunt's a patient there. And he's like, oh, what's her name? And she tells him, and he's like, oh, yeah, she's my patient. You can't do that. No. No, you can't. And then he says, uh, your aunt's been telling me about you. Yeah. You also know about, can't do know that. Know about your sleep issues. And then he tells her, we're all normal in our own way. And it's okay that you're a little bit different. And then they toast to fate or randomness. I was really moved by those beautiful. Yeah, it was it was nice. I'm gonna toast to that every time I give a toast to fate and randomness. I'm gonna get that as a tattoo. On your face, hopefully. On my face, yeah, right on my forehead. But I'm gonna do it myself, so it'll be backwards. Like yeah, book I had to read in high school. (laughs) Did you have to read that book? What one was it? I don't remember what it was called, but the girl really likes this guy who's in a band. So she carves his name into her forehead, but she does it in the mirror. So it's backwards. Ooh. Oof. That's not good. I cannot remember what that book was called, but I hated it. I mean, I didn't read most of the books we had to read in school. I read all but one. They were like, read this. And I would read halfway through and was like, eh, okay, I'll get Cliff notes. <laughs> I just, I love reading. I just don't like being told what to read. That's, you know, just don't like being told what to do. Don't tell me how to live my life. English teachers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she goes to leave and her car won't start. Hmm. I wonder mm. why. Weird. So he offers to help her back at the sleep clinic. Dr. Newman comes into the observation room and offers to watch Michelle sleep while Tyler goes to get more coffee. The second he walks out of the room, Michelle starts sleepwalking. She walks up to the two-way mirror and starts banging on it. And Dr. Newman is more scared than I've ever seen anyone in my life. It was nuts. She's like, <gasps> yeah. like so much panting. Her blinking was so exaggerated, like <gasps> in time with the bangs. Now, this woman is a doctor, but her solution to being terrified that Michelle's going to attack her is to go into the room with Michelle. Yeah. And say, hey, you got to get back in bed. Hey, Listen knock to me. it off. Listen, get, get, just get back in bed. Like you work in a sleep clinic. You know, you're not supposed to wake people who are sleepwalking up abruptly. Yeah. So what are you doing? Then Michelle starts trying to make out with her. I mean, to me, I was like, is she trying to make out with her? It was so weird. Like she was like aggressively like rubbing her hair, but not in a sexy way. In like a chimpanzee like manner. (laughs) (laughs) It was so weird. I was like, is this supposed to be like sexy? Because it is not sexy at all. It was not at all. Yeah, I didn't understand really what that was about. But luckily, Tyler saves her from whatever was about to happen. And they get Michelle back on the bed and she starts making this like really weird come here motion with her hands, but it's so robotic. Yeah. I didn't like it. So then we cut to Katie getting home uh, because Dr. Beck drove her. 
And then she tells him she felt like they had a connection at dinner because she told him her deepest, darkest secret and he still didn't judge her. He didn't judge her. She starts complaining about Leo and she's like, maybe I should stick to older men. And he, he says, there's nothing wrong with that, clinically speaking. so then they start making out and i literally started chanting no 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 these women don't get paid enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) like give these women more money now that was Mm -hmm. another hallucination and we're brought back to reality by leo banging on the car window yeah here's leo with his Leo? little fucking knitted poncho and beanie. Like, where's your hacky sack, dude? Part. <laughs> um, he was a cutie patootie, though. And he's actually, here's what I didn't like. His character is actually very sweet. But no one is acknowledging that his friend and roommate repeatedly raped his right. girlfriend. Right. He says... Dean told me how he took advantage of you. So are you going to call the police or what's happening? I was so mad. She immediately forgives him and they're just back together. Yeah. She's She's thrilled. She's so, so happy to see him. Now, if I was alone with Dr. Beck and my ex-boyfriend shut up, I'd probably be pretty excited too. I mean, same. Um, so Dr. Beck introduces himself to Leo and then asks to use the bathroom before he leaves. <laughs> he goes upstairs to the bathroom and immediately starts making things on the bathroom counter talk to each other. Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Leo. And then they like makes them kiss. And then the soap dispenser and the hairbrush start fucking. Yeah. Well, and then a glass. He picks up a glass and, and then a glass. The soap dispenser. He's like, harder, 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 harder. Like literal Muppet voices. He breaks the glass, and that's what Katie hears. Mm-hmm. She doesn't hear him screaming. <laughs> this no. nonsense. But she's like, are you okay? Oh my gosh. And he's like, yeah, but I am okay, but I sure did break a glass. How? What were you doing in my Why were you holding a glass? Like, why were you touching anything? So (laughs) Michelle and Dr. Beck watch the tapes from the previous night, and she is just beyond horrified that she attacked Dr. Newman. He tells her that they need to start some serious therapy. That never happens in this movie. There no. is no therapy. Um, so then he tells her, oh, by the way, I ran into your niece last night. And she's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You don't know her. Yeah. Um, and so then they run into or they see Katie in the like waiting room and Leo walks up. And Melissa is just so confused by all, her face. This entire scene is like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, wait, Leo's here and you like him now? And Dr. Beck is Wait, you had dinner with Lee? Dr. Beck last night? What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, so he asks Leo to give them some privacy. And Leo's like, yeah, sure, of course, Doc. No problem. Charming smile, charming smile. He's only in this movie briefly, but he really won me over, even though I yeah. was annoyed about a lot of stuff being left out. 
Um, so once Leo goes away, he asks the women if Leo's staying with them, and he doesn't think that he should, like in his uh, medical opinion. opinion. Yeah. And his reasoning is that Michelle might start fucking him <laughs> and that Katie will, you know, give her power away. And that's not what he wants. We don't want to do that. No. Michelle is immediately like weirded out by how the doctor is looking at Katie and talking yeah. to her. And I was so glad to see someone responding appropriately <laughs> to weird shit in a Lifetime movie. And she did the whole time. She, she was yes. like, mm, things are no bueno here. I'm feeling a lot weird about this stuff. So the women do take Dr. Beck's advice and Leo um, is going to go stay at a hotel. So they kiss goodbye and he says, don't say anything to that stupid doctor. <laughs> about what? What did he mean? I don't know. Maybe I mean, about like what happened? I don't know. I Yeah, I thought that With was the very roommate? confusing. Well, she already did. Yeah. I thought he was going to say like that they're still maybe because the doctor was like, you shouldn't be in a relationship. And but Leo's not like leaving, leaving. He's just going to stay at a hotel or something. I don't know. Maybe. Guys, it probably doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He so when she's sleeping that night, he goes into her room and tells her to open her eyes. She's not sleepwalking yet. You can't. This isn't how it works. No, you can't just be like, you're sleepwalking now. It's not hypnotism. No, and you guys are the ones who explained how it worked. So you can't just change how it works. He says, I need you to do something for me. And he has her text, Leo, I want you, let's meet. And sweet little Leo is in his motel room doing homework, which I thought was very cute. He gets the text and he's like, me too, babe. What about your treatment, though? Yeah, like, I don't know if we should. I know. I want you to get better and stuff. Um, she tells him to meet her in a parking garage on level two, and he's like, "Okay, what kind of <laughs> freaky shit's about to happen to me?" Level two. I have spilled my coffee at least three times since we started. Get it, get it together. Oh boy. Okay, so he goes to the parking garage. He parks on level two. He's going up the stairs to the top because she keeps like texting him instructions. There's a bra at some point slung yeah. over one of the banisters. And she's at the top of the stairs facing away. Um, and she's in a little robe. And he's like, ooh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> he's like excited to see her and she's not responding. So he says, babe, are you okay? And like turns her around and immediately notices like, oh no, she's not. Yeah. This is not good. And then Dr. Beck says, you shouldn't wake her up and pushes him down the stairs. He's not dead, but Dr. Beck like stomps on his head. Mm -hmm. Like the elevator scene in drive (laughs) was upsetting to me. (laughs) The next morning, the police show up and tell her, um, that they think he fell, but they're also thinking she had something to do with it. So you need yeah. to get your story straight, police. What exactly are you trying to say? Um, and like someone falling, it was literally one flight of stairs. Yeah. And having his head smashed in. Can we get some forensics yeah. people on this? Like that, you, I don't know. I feel like a, a, sh- a, a shoe would make a distinct imprint. imprint 
like especially for a medical examiner Mm -hmm. so i actually thought katie's acting was really good in this scene she cries a bunch and she's blaming herself she's like i sent those texts um she's like i need help and then looks at dr beck and says will you help me he grabs her hand and michelle's eyes like bulge out of her skull she's Mm -hmm. like what she tells the doctor when Katie's not there that she feels like something isn't quite right. Like Katie doesn't act alone in her sleep. So who would tell her to text Leo? Mm -hmm. And the doctor's like trying to give her excuses. And she's like, yeah, but like, that's not how she does it. So why would she suddenly change her behavior out of nowhere? She's not buying what uh, Dr. Beck is selling her, but he sees Nikki Bismarck and he's like, Oh, my next patient and runs up there. And I guess he still thinks he's a patient, but he also was like, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And then when he's like, I have an appointment, Nikki Bisma, remember? And he's like, what kind of name is that? And Nikki says, I really got to spell it out for you, doc. What's in a name anyway? So remember that one. Keep that one in your. Your nug bone. Nug bone. Um, Beck's like, what are you, a cop, your PI? And he's like, oh, no, I'm a patient. I told you. And I'm a real big fan because of your curriculum vitae. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you'd be really proud of me, Doc. Last night, I followed a girl home, told her I loved her. And when she pushed me away, I grabbed her, took her inside and tied her up. Yeah. Cool. Dr. Beck's like, I have to report this. And Nikki's like, I don't know if that's really a, a good idea. Dr. Beck runs out of the room, finds Dr. Newman, and he's like, there's a deranged man in my office. He keeps showing up without an appointment. And she says, okay, let's go see. What is she going to do? Why would you do that? You'd call security. Yes, which she waits until they get to Dr. Beck's office and it's empty. She calls security and he's like, no one's left in the last five minutes. Yeah. Dr. Newman says, hey, Michelle Miller thinks you're being inappropriate with her niece. Like, what's going on? I'm going to need to be in the room with you while you observe Katie's sleep study tonight. He tries to argue with her, um, but then someone, what is that called? Like, does a little intercom thing and says, like, oh, the back door was unlocked. Mm -hmm. He got out that way. So now she calls the police. Now that they know the person is gone. Yeah doesn't make any sense um so he kind of has to give in um to the fact that she's going to be watching the sleep study with him so he can't be disgusting she goes to her office and calls the dad from elf um i know it wasn't really him but he looked and sounded exactly like him he did (laughs) i want to just note that (laughs) andrew said something really funny when this was happening because he was in the room but not looking at the tv and at some point he did look over and he's like, wait, that's an, a real person. I thought that somehow like she had called Dr. Beck, who was like doing a fake voice because certainly that's not a real, <laughs> can't voice. be a real human man. <laughs> oh, boy, really made me laugh. Um, so she finds out that um, Dr. Tanner's not on social media because a former patient tracked him down through social media and almost killed him. He still has bullet fragments in his shoulder. And has a severe shoulder injury. He can't <laughs> raise his arm above his head. 
Um, and it really gives them chronic pain, especially in the humidity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we needed that. Because, I mean, I mean, New Mexico is probably not humid, right? It's no, maybe that's why he dry. was moving. Yeah. All right. We figured it out. Now, at this point, I was not deterred by my second attempt to find a connected lifetime movie. And when they said a former patient tracked him down through social media and almost killed him, I paused to see if this was a lifetime movie. It's not. I'm really should be. It should be. Should be. Um. So, but she wants a picture. She wants wants a picture picture of him. him. And the the former doctor that used to work with Doctor Henry's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll email it to you if I find one. Um. What exactly tipped her off to want to see a picture of him? I don't know. Like nothing. I I think it was just her intuition, and he was shifty. And maybe because she was so familiar with his work before that, like what he was doing is not like on brand with what he normally would be doing or something. That's smart. That makes perfect sense. So that night at the sleep study, Michelle and Beck are in the room and Dr. Newman comes in. She just walks right up to Dr. Beck, asks him like, hey, how's it going? And then squeezes his shoulder in the like least discreet way possible. It's like, oh, I got a phone call. Bye. Um, he offers to go get Michelle coffee um, because she's like falling asleep um, and she agrees. So then he overhears the phone call with Dr. Newman and the, the guy from Elf's uh, <laughs> conversation. Why can't I think? I got lost. Um, so he's like, hey, I found a Dr. Tanner photo and I emailed it to you. And she's like, um, and just to confirm the shoulder with the injury is the left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's yep, why that's I can't it. lift it over his head. So <laughs> while she checks her email, Dr. Beck goes to the kitchen to get coffee, but actually gets a knife. A big out butcher of, knife. Yeah, a big old butcher knife. We see <laughs> Dr. Newman's um, email inbox. And the name of the doctor who sent her this picture is Norton Trotter. (laughs) She also has an email from T. Pratchett. So she's friends with beloved author Terry Pratchett. (laughs) And in her drafts folder, this made me anxious. She had 98 drafts. Oh, girl. What are you doing? (laughs) I don't like it. So just as she opens the email and sees the picture, it's definitely not uh, who she wanted it to be. And she's like, oh my God, he stabs her in the back. Mm -hmm. Dead, dead. He is a doctor in a medical facility. Why would he not kill her in a less obvious murder? I mean, really? (laughs) (laughs) But normally he does like use drugs and stuff. Yeah syringe so anyway he after he murders her he goes back to make coffee i believe he's wearing the same gloves he had on to murder the lady which is disgusting and he puts a sleeping pill in michelle's coffee she's passed out katie wakes up and he tells her you know tell me you want to be with me more than anything in the world and he's like it's almost time for us i just have one more thing to take care of he makes her sit up and he tells her to kiss him the it was sounds gross. made me ill. It was, it was upsetting. Gross. Then he tells her that's enough. 
and she lies back down. And I thought Michelle was going to actually be watching and see all this happen. Mm-hmm. But nope, she's still uh, passed out. So he takes her phone, puts it in her hand, and makes her take selfies of her boobs in her lacy black bra. But she starts to sleepwalk. She grabs his wrist, pins him against the wall. She's kissing his neck, and he's like, "This is this is this is this is great." <laughs> but he <laughs> makes himself leave the room, goes to the bathroom, and starts banging his head mm-hmm. against the tile wall. Tropical Beck shows up, and <laughs> and Albert us leave me alone schmuck face schmuck face he says um he's not finished yet he can still make this work so next to dead dr newman her phone starts lighting up and she's got a million texts from michelle Mm -hmm. like my pics they're just for you sends a picture of her boobs why are you ignoring me you said you loved me michelle wakes up her hands are covered in blood. She's holding a bloody knife. She gets arrested. And as they're taking her out to the car, she's like, I didn't do this. Somebody else did it. Somebody else did it. And then when she's off camera, we just hear her go, hey, don't push. <laughs> <laughs> now, my question here is like, wouldn't they be taking prints of all of the people who, you know, were there? Yep. So then they would find him out to be Dr. Mm-hmm. Beck. And not Dr. Tanner. Absolutely. He talks to a detective. The detective asks if sexomnia is a real thing. Dr. Beck says, says, (laughs) unfortunately, it is. And this detective says, I married the wrong woman. You are gross. Yeah. So doc, or the detective is like, just so you know, uh, Michelle is saying that you had something to do with this because she thinks you have romantic intentions with her niece. And he's like, oh, it's very common for people to say stuff like this. <laughs> no, it's not. And he's like, you seem really calm about all this. And Dr. Beck's like, well, it all happened before. And just walks away. <laughs> um. Katie is talking to Dr. Beck for some reason. And she's like, I guess I have to go back to LA because the house my is aunt's a crime in jail. scene. Yeah, she says, my aunt's in jail. The house is a crime scene. No, it isn't. Mm-mm. So why can't she just stay there? I don't know. But he invites her to stay in his guest house. Um, but it should be a little secret. And <coughs> she says no, but then he very quickly talks her into it um, and tells her that he'll make sure that Michelle ends up in a place that will give her the care she needs. We cut to where Michelle is. She's in the filthiest hospital I've ever seen. Yeah, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. She's in, oh, Dr. Beck comes to her room and she's like, you did this. I want to talk to my doctor. And he's like, good news. I am your doctor. He tells her she's in the New Mexico Correctional Hospital for the Criminally Insane. This movie is from 2018. Did hospitals like this still exist? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so. think so. And I don't think he would be made her doctor. Like the prisons have like 
their own doctors yeah, that they use in there i don't know and he's like a fucking sleep doc he's like a psychiatrist not a yes i don't he's supposed to be a psychiatrist and i know psychiatrists are medical doctors but like but they don't do your checkups yeah 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 so that was weird sorry i i'm i'm just gonna stay here too i am fading here Uh so i'm just letting you know so i'm (laughs) i'm trying to stay with it but like hands very tired guys so yeah so i didn't get any sleep last night at all oh man sorry guys (laughs) so he tells her that he's gonna start doing electroshock therapy until she owns up to her actions or her brain turns to mush um he's like you can't get between me and katie and he gets some orderlies to come in and sedate her because she's getting upset worst they're disgusting they're so dirty i don't understand well this is wouldn't like you a have female movie. you'd have female orderlies i would imagine yeah. it, none of it made any any sense i mean this truly feels like a different movie mm-hmm. um so katie is arriving at dr beck's house talking on the phone to him um and he tells her that her aunt is still in denial but don't worry about it because i'm gonna make you dinner tonight um the creepy orderlies are talking about michelle and how she's got sexomnia and they're definitely planning to rape her that night with a six pack of beer and they're gonna have a party and i hate them they're awful awful um katie walks into dr beck's house that night for the dinner and there are candles everywhere Mm -hmm. like the little fake ones and she stays she stays for dinner even though you should be terrified um meanwhile the orderlies go into michelle's room and they're being disgusting and then she starts quote sleepwalking and kissing them and getting them separated and then ta-da she was playing the whole time and she beats them with a nightstick and gets out she leaves through a tunnel system that guy finds her but she gets away um steals one of their cars katie and beck are done with dinner and he's like um i know exactly how i feel about you i'm gonna protect you for the rest of your life and she's like oh no i gotta go yeah this is not what i was (laughs) here for buddy sorry and he starts having a full-on argument with tropical beck and she's like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh who are you talking to um he tries to get her to stay and he accidentally knocks her out michelle goes to the sleep clinic finds dr tanner's resume i guess so she can have his address there's a million reasons that doesn't make any sense but um tyler sees her doing this so he calls security um katie's lying on the couch and he's like stroking her dirty chucks and talking about how he can still make this work a car pulls up outside. He goes out there. He's like, it's you, Nikki Bismarck. I know it's you. Where are you, you son of a bitch? Who are you? And he has a flashback to that earlier interaction where he's like, I really got to spell it out for you, Doc. He goes inside and starts writing Nikki Bismarck on a tiny little chalkboard and doing anagrams. Mm-hmm. One of them is Rick, my sib, but he lands on my sick brain my sick brain (laughs) oh such lazy lazy writing so nikki is the bad side to i guess tropical beck's good side 
I know. I, for me to I believe. I don't know. <laughs> um, Michelle is walking up to the house, um, kind of seeing him argue with himself through the window. Katie's knocked out too. She That's fell right. down. She got knocked down the stairs, like She's two stairs. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Nikki's like, we gotta kill her. We gotta like get rid of this. This is a problem. Um, he's like, he takes Doctor Beck to the mirror, and he's like. Doc, there's a quote. Inside of me are two dogs. One is evil, the other good. They fight all the time. When asked which one wins, I answer, the one I feed the most. Oh boy. <laughs> so <laughs> too much. Uh, Michelle comes in with a shovel, tries to whack Dr. Beck in the head, but she misses and he gets her instead. And then Katie is standing there sleepwalking. And he's telling her, oh, your aunt escaped from the mental hospital and she's trying to kill us. And your aunt is bad. (laughs) It's sleeping. Katie goes, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So he tells Katie to go get a knife and stab her aunt in the heart. Michelle's like trying to um, to get Katie to come around or like wake up or something. And she's saying he doesn't control you. You can do whatever you want to do. And this is exactly what Katie has needed to hear. And the sleepwalking spell is broken. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Dr. Beck, you're not in charge anymore. And she tries to stab him. They struggle and Michelle knocks him out with a shovel. And then <laughs> cut to the two of them sitting um, in an ambulance talking to the detective. And she's like, yeah, that's actually Dr. Albert Beck. And he's like, wow, law enforcement's been looking for him for years. So you know who he is, but you didn't, yeah right and then he tells them you're both gonna need serious therapy just saying he walks off and they say i think we're better off without it you never had it (laughs) this whole thing was not there clearly you didn't (laughs) so dr beck gets carried off and we see him in restraints in a psychiatric unit still arguing with his other two selves katie says to her aunt i don't know about you but i could use some sleep and then they laugh and laugh now when beck is in the hospital getting electroshock therapy mm-hmm. one of the orderlies that was trying to rape michelle is still employed there i guess i don't understand how he would st- still be oh. there like you'd get fired. i did i didn't see him at yeah, he was in the room. He was not the gl- like, not the Coke bottle one and not the one yeah. with the weird beard and the weird hair. It was the other guy who was with Coke bottles. Glasses, yeah. Because I was, what I was struck by when he was in the hospital is that it looked like a nicer hospital. Oh, I thought, like, no, it was the same one that she was in. I thought. Hmm. Guys, That's what I thought, at this least. movie's got a real inception ending. It's open for a different I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Did it stop twirling or not? Uh, yeah, and that's it, guys. That is it. It's a real wild. Yeah, it was ride. crazy and bonkers, like all of these fucking movies, but always <laughs> enjoyable and worth a watch. Totally worth a watch. I can't wait to see what happens next. Me too. All right. Well, till next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. We'll be back. Bye.